OTB GAA. I think it has become a little bit sanitized. You need somebody to bring a bit of color and wit and enthusiasm. Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Get out of breath there, Colin, are you? No. no. Totally calm and composed. <laughs> there you ready go. Ready for this great <laughs> slot. Sarah, promise. how are you? Good morning to you. Ah, I'm exhausted. Up and down the country. I was in Ennis yesterday. Worth every single mile. Right. Um, so, we were talking about this a little bit earlier on. Colin was giving out about the work rate of the Cork forwards. I'm like, they just got beat by a point by Clare in like a game where Clare have reasserted themselves as the natural pretenders to the crown of Limerick. I woke up this morning, Cross. Did you? It was the game that Cork didn't play well in and could have got a result. Right. So that first half, horses for courses. Bit surprised Pat Ryan went with Harnady, Lehan, Horgan, because Adam Hogan and Rory Hayes, the st- speed, the pace, it was a game for Shane Kingston. It was a game for Robbie Flynn, but we obviously didn't have him. But it was a game for pace. And I think when I looked at the second game, and I'm going to do a juxtaposition here. Tip brought in Seamus Callan late, got, gets a score. Graham Mulcahy comes in late for Limerick, gets a score, gets the hand pass off for Tom Marcy. Cork didn't hold a man back, didn't hold a Harnady back, a Leehan back or a Horgan back. And then they had nothing to bring on. And I know Kings- Kingston came on late, but he came on too late. OK. Um, and yes, it took a 74th minute winner. To win it. I know, but this is the problem with Cork. They do sublime things because they've done ridiculous things and every game they've to come up with something incredible to bring them back into a game if you remember against Tip a couple of weeks ago they had a mad high press to get the two late goals and then against Clare they didn't do it so Dermot Ryan ends up being the saviour for Clare because Cork went away from what got them a result against Tip and got them a result against Watford Is Robbie O'Flynn's omission for the next six weeks basically is that going to be season defining for Cork? Yes Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, th- I think the pace that cornerbacks now have, mm. evidently Clare have massive pace. Cork needed inside forwards with massive pace and they went with, I suppose, consistency and... A bigger physicality. But Cork didn't show that yesterday right. and Clare were walking out with the ball. They were walking into midfield and I genuinely mean walking into midfield and then they were being allowed to pick and choose the the shots that they brought into their, their forward line and for the Cork backs it must have been incredibly frustrating mm. to see the Clare lads walk out with the ball and deliver a ball of their choosing and considering the pressure that was being applied to Patrick Horgan Horgan was lucky to stay on the field because he was being roasted by, Hor- by Hayes in the wings in the corners mm. he was only getting meaningful ball around the square and that's where he got his scores We got a question earlier actually about Pat Horgan is he a passenger off the ball too much? Yesterday he was yesterday he was and previously against Waterford I thought his work rate was better he was going back further the field he was more interested in the game yesterday from the outset I think Rory Hayes got into his head but late on and this is what my dad said to me the best players you know can find yeah. scores and he mixed the sublime with the ridiculous yesterday um, just to give everybody a, 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 an update on where we are with regards to this, right? So the final games are uh, next Sunday in Sample Stadium in Thurlis. It's Tip against Waterford, and obviously we assume the Tipperary is going to win that because Waterford are um, have not been at, at the sixes races. and sevens, yeah. And then it's Limerick and Cork in the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick. 
they they throw in at the same time so that there's no significant advantage to throwing in later. Um, and because of the two draws that there are now in the results, uh, Clare have six points and are through. Uh, Tipperary have four points after their three games and Cork have three points and Limerick have three points. So uh, we could still have the All-Ireland Champions going out. Uh, would I be right in saying? No, if if they draw... Cork have slightly better scoring. Yeah, it's eight to one. Right at the minute. Um, if Limerick win, they're through. Yeah, so this is Cork's monster final next Sunday. If they win, they're not going to be in a monster final. It's going to be Tip and Clare. So I think from Cork's point of view, this week have to reevaluate everything about their work rate and look at this as their monster final and an opportunity to knock out the All Ireland champions. And they owe Limerick one. Is there is there a Possibility that, because um, I remember having that conversation with uh, Anthony Nash after the first league game. Um, am, I, am I mixing up Cork and Yes, here now? Cor- Limerick won, or Cork beat Limerick in the first league game. Yeah, and in the first half, everybody's complaining about their work rate, mm-hmm. but actually they made tactical changes in the second half that actually allowed them. So there was that there's an element of they can engineer it to. They didn't engineer it yesterday, though. Well, and so there was a real slowness yesterday to make changes. So at half time, we were expecting two or three changes. Didn't happen. Tommy O'Connell got roasted in that first 10 minutes uh, and then got injured, was taken off, was brought back on. And in that period, Tony Kelly was tipping around the park. Now, he had four or five different markers yesterday. I'm not putting it on Tommy O'Connell because Brian Roche tried to mark him, Sean O'Donoghue tried to mark him. He was unmarkable. Um, and but in, did they get to grips with him as the game went on in terms of his scoring? Didn't his scoring stop after he did 2-4 fairly quickly and then afterwards... I don't think so. I, I, I think he, I think he was opening up pockets for other players. And you look at Shane O'Donnell late on. They engineered the penalty. There were so many different things. And then crucially for me, the big switch was Brian Lowen Brian Lowe brings in Shane Amori, and the amount of ball he carried in that in that late spell. Cork high press wasn't available, and he's pulling ball out of that back line. And look, John Conlon was, you know. A massive game for him and he was tired late on. There was the target point and at that point Shane Amore comes in and he's just sweeping up around him bringing ball up the field. If Tony Kelly is unmarkable though if he's in that form like what what should Pat Ryan do? What like like it's nearly is it defeatist like to say like I understand this is a generational talent you're talking about here. The the thing is I've seen Tony Kelly be marked so I saw I saw Yeah he has been I, I saw Rec mark him last mm. year uh, and did such a good job for Wexford that Wexford were still in that game in that second half. Cork don't have a player of that calibre to tag a player like Tony Kelly. And in, in that sense then, their forwards have to work incredibly hard. Cork's forwards have to work incredibly hard to allow them to basically compensate for the fact that they have a player who's incredibly loose and he needs to be marked. You can't give Tony Kelly the kind of ball that he was given yesterday. That's that's why the Cork forwards were to blame yesterday because they just didn't work hard enough and Clare were setting up the scores for Tony. This this is a problem for Cork for a few years now, isn't it? I mean, this is what you had hoped Pat Ryan would change. They I, went back to old habits, like you said. But they worked so hard against Waterford. But why is that, had, is that because they're coming up against much better quality? They're like, ah, oh, can't be boys, bothered. Can't be bothered with this. I think the boys think they're genuinely Benjamin Button. Like this time at the top is finite, as Katie Taylor proved on Saturday night. And some of these Cork lads have been at the top of the tree for an incredibly long time. And they think they're Benjamin. Top of what tree? Is it, is it the Cork tree? Is it not and though? That seems to be enough. Is there not an element of it though that they're the they're they're doing what they're told? Do you know what I mean? That like it, doing if, what they're told. That wasn't doing what you're told yesterday. But, but do you know what the game plan was? That's what I mean. Like, is it, it, it how how did the league game transform from one half to the second half with tactical changes? I'm asking: is it, is there more to this than just effort? Because like 
you, you work all, all season long and again they're only beaten by a point at the end by who, the team who now we think are the second favourites I'm talking about hands on their hips yesterday and lads being able to walk out the ball late on in the second half John Conlon actually gets to walk three steps and then decides whether he wants to lob it or give a direct pass to hand and so is that positioning they've gone zonal instead of uh, with the press do you know what I mean but you see one can't go and the rest the rest sit well, so, so then organisationally that's a tactical thing as opposed to effort I would argue it's both because if one if, like one went and none of the rest went well that was happening repeatedly you were saying mm. right mm-hmm. so were you glancing over to the bench to see what Ryan was doing like what was his body language like when that was happening I was on the other side of the field oh, yeah. I was too far what I was looking at I was like where's Tim O'Mahony where's Shane Kingston where's Jerm Ellerick I was looking for Brian, Brian Hayes. I was looking for Patrick Power. Yeah. I was wondering where the changes were coming because I said, these boys in the field do not deserve to be here right now. They're not working hard enough. But is there any chance, as Jar alluded to there, that Ryan's saying to them, leave him have it there? Is there any chance that's happening? We're happy that, that they're wrong. On that person, occasion. Claire, Claire are going to get the wrong people with the ball in their hands. You've we- got Peter Duggan inside. You've got Shane O'Donnell inside. You've got Tony Kelly inside. I'll keep going. Like there's no, re- there's no player in that Clare setup who you can give the ball to. And evidently, with Dermot Ryan becoming the saviour, yeah, and getting four points and being, you know, having an outrageous second half. We talked about him last year. I, I was incredibly impressed with him last year. Yesterday was his defining game in the Clare jersey. So you can't even allow him to have the ball. The Cork look fit to you. I thought they looked tired and probably epitomised by Dara Fitz. He'd have fits and bursts and then he'd disappear out of the game. Talk about Claire for a few minutes because mm. um, I actually haven't checked the, the bookies' prices at the moment, but, um, you know, Will's power rankings will be along later this week, I presume. Yeah, yeah okay. Wednesday. So, uh, I think people would still have Limerick top just on the basis of Limerick being Limerick and then after that, it's one from Claire, Tip and Kilkenny, I suspect, and maybe Galway. We haven't seen Galway, you know. Um, Galway haven't done enough yet, I don't think. So, is that about right? I'd agree. Uh, I do think, though, that Clare are having to play their Munster final every week. So, I, I think there, there's a lot of energy being expended now. And Galway and Kilkenny are sitting back and putting up cricket scores and allowing kind of the team to, to get into a groove and yeah. find... Well, that's always been the way. Yeah, the, absolutely. And the championships. Yeah, and I suppose are Clare disadvantaged by that? Absolutely. Um, so, you think that this has taken more out of Clare... Because like, last year, obviously, the uh, the Munster final, the performance was so spectacular. But it turns out now that that Wexford team, uh, judging on this year, not that good and still ran them close. And then, obviously, Kilkenny just absolutely annihilated them um, when they got the chance. So that was the end of Clare's season last year, it turned out. But this year, if they were to win a Munster final, does that have an impact from a psychological perspective? And does it give them energy? Hugely so. And look, I suppose from their point of view as well, Mark Rogers, Ryan Taylor, Aidan McCarthy, Claire have added, you know, real quality and to, to the team this year and, and they really are working harder. So they do have more to add. But Kilkenny and Galway are getting to sit back. Liam Collins scored a goal yesterday for Galway. A, a lovely goal late on. These are the kind of players that Henry Shefflin's able to look at now because there's no pressure on and he's gaining confidence week on week. Yeah. Ah, look, I think it's ridiculous that one of the best four teams in the country is going to be out of the uh, race for Liam McCarthy because of something or other. I want to ask you, I don't want to make this a leading question, <laughs> so I'm not going to mention our county by name, but who's not going to out a monster? <laughs> With the performance delivered against Clare, it's Cork. 
even though they're away in the bear pit of Ennis and they only lose by a point against a team who we think could win the All-Ireland Cork don't have a Cahill Barrett Cahill Barrett had an immense game against Seamus Lanigan um, he was immense all through and I just think Cork Damien Callaghan yesterday lads, I rarely give him praise I thought he was exceptional yesterday he did a massive job on Peter Duggan and the backs around him were asleep and that's why they conceded the goal to Tony, Tony Kelly But can a system not override individual brilliance? Because you're naming individuals there that like we don't, you know, Cork don't have this, Cork don't have that. If that's the case, fair enough. But surely there's a way to counteract. It it starts with the forwards, and I'm really, really cross today about about the forward movement. And you had to be in Ennis yesterday to see it because there's so much stuff off the ball mm. that you don't see on the cameras. And yesterday they were walking out. They they were five or six yards off their player. Tony Kelly in the first half. Kieran Joyce actually sits off, and Kieran Joyce did okay yesterday. He sits off him, allows him to win the ball and then goes in to try and block him. Like, that's madness. Tony Kelly does not. So it sounds control. like there's a, still an uncertainty about what they're trying to do as a collective as opposed to... Because um, like, I think that would have been one of the complaints of the, the previous team is that there was fits and starts and mm. that there was great athleticism and bursts but that there wasn't an overarching structure. And it appears as if some of those same problems are still there. They were evident yesterday. And the iron- irony is here... Cork were in it to the 74th minute and it was a brilliant game and I loved being in the game and then today with the benefit of hindsight very cross <laughs> so mm. that's where I'm at um, I do want to talk about the other game obviously uh, Tipperary and Limerick um, Tip got what they needed out of it and have established themselves now as a team who really believes in the manager who gets sent off at the very end and you know like they're, they're all at it and even after the full time whistle they're at it again Big moment for a young Tipperary team. Like, so obviously the old dogs are still there, and the McGraths. Like, what what can you say about the McGraths? But um, the kid goalkeeper, everything that we Lee heard Shelley, about him, yeah. mm-hmm. like very accurate with his puckouts. And then listen to Tommy Walsh going. I mean, he was like Rory McIlroy out there. Well, he scored a massive point, like what forty five from his own, inside his own forty five as well. He gets on the scoreboard, did everything that he was supposed to do. But it wasn't just that. I suppose there were so many angles to that game yesterday. Well, yeah, Limerick, Limerick were really good as well. I thought Tom Morris is in the running for hurler of the year. I, he keeps mm. popping up. Oh, he's he's just been incredible. When uh, Limerick have been playing badly, in the way that Tony Kelly was incredible yeah. for Clare when Clare were playing badly. Uh, Kyle Hayes, you know, outstanding yesterday. Um, with Keane Lynch struggling, and lots of different people have now said that Keane Lynch isn't looking as yeah. good as he was in the league because in the league, you know, I, I said, geez, he's absolutely, you know, he's pinning this team together. Is it time to bring Kyle Hayes into centre-forward? And unfortunately for Cork, Limerick could decide to put Kyle Hayes centre-forward next Sunday. And that could be a big problem for Cork that they haven't dealt with at all this year. How have Limerick found themselves in a position like, you know, the all-conquering, hurling team of the country akin to Dublin footballers a few years ago? How have they found themselves in a situation where yesterday they could have exited the Monster Championship? There's these legacy moments that Dublin had when they were playing Mayo over the years and before they obviously reached the six in a row. Limerick missed yesterday an opportunity to get to their, I suppose, to achieve a fifth Munster title. They, they had four in a row, they were going for five, it hadn't been done before. That's, that's in the back of their minds yesterday and they've now missed that opportunity. A game at home, a full Gaelic rounds, you would make them favourites against this Cork team? 100%, no question. And with all they've achieved in the last four years um, I think Cork are massive underdogs going into this game and there's lads in that Cork setup are playing for their careers uh, Barry Nash sent off yesterday Limerick like they're just associated with sendings off this season aren't they like, I thought that was quite light in, in all of the sendings off all season 
that's been the one that was probably the most tepid. Like if a player gets sent off, it's going to make news, right? Is this actually a big deal for Limerick overall? Is their discipline a problem? You've touched on this before previously. Yeah, I have. I, I, I thought they were playing too close to the edge or, or sorry, they yeah. were over the edge um, in previous games. I think they've tidied up uh, their challenges over the past couple of games and you've seen that and maybe that's impacting the, their overall gameplay because they're not getting the breaks that they were mm. when they were being more physical. Mm. So maybe that's, I suppose, a struggle for the team is that they've, they've dialed it t- down a tone and now they're knocking the brakes that they were. And they're on the brink of elimination, but would you still have them favourites to win the All-Ireland? That's an incredibly difficult question. If they do a job against Cork, which I think they will, they'll sit back and watch Claire and Tip beat seven shades of, yeah. out of each other and they will come back into the All-Ireland series gunning for road. And realistically, they'll be in the best possible position to, I suppose, go through the All-Ireland series. Yeah, now... Am I right in saying oh they they're more than likely going to have Galway? Wouldn't be a problem in Croker at that stage. Based on what I saw last year with Cork and Galway in the quarterfinal, I think it's the best possible time to get Galway. Sorry, I'm trying to find the odds here, and it's just taking me too long. But um, if you if you consider that Galway and Kilkenny have had very little competition coming into this, I suppose All Ireland phase, the best possible time to get either one of those teams is at the quarterfinal phase. Mm, the first bit. Um, we, we have to talk about Westmead and Wexford so Westmead's comeback is La Rochelle-esque um, <laughs> with the 17 points I saw that on Twitter sorry yeah. tip, tip are second favourites to win the All-Ireland at the moment Clare third favourites Galway are fourth favourites and Kilkenny for some reason with the bookmakers are fifth those power rankings are wrong I <laughs> uh, just want to tell you all out there that that's Objectively wrong objectively incorrect but it, it, it doesn't make any sense because it's a much better chance of Kilkenny reaching a semi-final yeah, and, and a final. final sure yeah um, uh, Pugwakers never get it wrong though, right? Uh, well, they do, it turns out. Um, You're asking about Wexford. I was, yeah. Yeah, and Westmead. <laughs> it's been a long weekend. <laughs> as, as it has been for me in Ennis, up and down the country. Yeah. Look, Westmead, we talked about complacency with Limerick and you know what? There's an opportunity for complacency at the bottom too. I think Wexford went out yesterday saying our only challenge left is Kilkenny. Let's yeah. keep something in the tank for them. And fair play to the bear in the square. Noel Mitchell look Westmead there's a lad from Cork in the backroom team for Westmead Paula Donoghue and I'll have to mention him they've been putting in massive massive effort and that result is their defining result of their season Yeah, sorry no you like it's kind of understandable Wexford took their foot off the gas a bit isn't it they were miles ahead like. no hang on uh, in the middle of the game yeah the quality that was still on that field late on you know they this ch- You've got Chin, you've got Roy, Roy O'Connor, you've got Conor yeah. McDonald. These are players who would make the starting team of any other county. Uh, for them to switch off in that manner is disrespectful. I, Jackie Turley used the word spineless. I disagree with that word. I think that's too harsh. Mm. But I do think that they took their eye off the ball and they were caught. You'd make Westmeath have strong favourites to beat Antrim in the final round, so I may- wouldn't. maybe, no? but maybe Wexford don't get relegated. But they've they've put it. There's a possibility that they get relegated. Like, I mean, the the pall of Offaly hangs over Westmeath Wexford now. If they were to get relegated, it's like, a, a, oh, unbelievable! Like unconscionable. Uh, the fact that that Wexford team took tip. You know, to to the brink of of an All Ireland semi final. You know, a number of years ago, they're Leinster champions. They've showed so much quality. The fact that they've beaten Kilkenny 
and have been probably a mark on Brian Cody's managerial career a number of times to fall to the Joe McDonough so so quickly uh, unfathomable um, Before you go I, I have to ask you about Don Logan's comments about Talton Cup Totally disrespectful and as the president of the GPA which I think he is I think he did a massive disrespect to the players within the GPA who are part of those Talton Cup teams and there are second and third tier clubs all over the country which Martin Fogarty spoke so eloquently about and he spoke about the passion you know in, in the hurling side of things in the likes of Westmeath in the likes of Sligo in the likes of Mayo the same applies in football and they have to be given equal store certainly from a player's perspective and that's what Donald Oak has been first and foremost and I'm incredibly disappointed that he took the opportunity to take a cut when there wasn't a necessary there wasn't a need to I I I think this is all out of a mole hill to be honest I thought that yesterday was manufactured nonsense the, oh look at this oh look at this who cares shut up both of you move on that's what I felt yeah that's interesting it's a, it's a week yeah. too it's a week too old that story exactly but but yeah. I don't I don't uh, think you should have said in the first place no I, I just wanted to hear what you thought about it yeah because it is like it is it's it's getting a bit tiring now because he was in the headlines two weeks ago so with the GA goal comments but you know what I mean I mean technically his point which he was making yesterday which was very laborious and the accusation of not not being quoted properly was like just a like ridiculous uh, nobody wants to be in the Talton Cup really like Down don't want to be Cavan don't want to be Kildare sure as shit don't want to be Cork didn't want to be Clare didn't want to be like Westmead were happy that they were though in the end weren't they but they're not now I know, but last Do you know year. what I mean? Well, yeah. but uh, nobody wants to be. So it is actually, they are disappointed. They are also oh, fans. Yeah, but there is something so to The win. structure isn't working, but it doesn't mean that the head of the GPA, who is an inclusive, diverse organisation, stands up and says that it's yeah. a meaningless competition yeah. that we're still going to look for funding for. I don't think he said it was meaningless. That's the point. It's like... A national... Do you know, like... The, the comment was... A grand national for disappointed, disappointed also runs. Yeah. yeah. I'd say he chose his every word carefully and in fairness the GPA are the only ones who are actually standing up for the Division 3 and 4 teams in terms of getting them they're certainly not county boards standing no. up as we see with Kildare and all the bullshit that's gone on with the Camogie team there so like I thought that the football crowd in particular got very snippy and very up on their high horses which they're f- prone to do even less so than the hurling crowd right but uh, and then to bring it up a week later I'm like come on come on that's the thing that I found the most what? frustrating <laughs> and then for like oh you didn't quite she did <laughs> why are we even talking about this I blame you Colm <laughs> I had to ask you you're right here 17 minutes I past 9 fellow Corkman I know yeah. I know yeah. 17 minutes past 9 that price Uncle Kenny is too big by the way uh, Sarah good stuff thanks, thanks million. OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now